0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our third episode in the second season on Islamic relationships. Um, this episode is entitled, Is My Husband a Good Guy? I know we've got loads of questions um, from different sisters, more so probably trying to identify solutions to issues that they're finding um, in their marriages or that they know others have found in their marriages and wanting to find Islamic solutions to those problems. In the previous episode, we spoke about what a person should look for um, when they're searching for a spouse. And the main focus points in the previous episode was a spouse's, a husband's religiosity, a husband's good manners, and a sense of some sort of financial capability. Now, just when someone gets married, when that proposed guy or the fiance now becomes a husband, these three issues don't change. In identifying whether a husband is a good husband or not a good husband, it still comes down to religiousness, good manners, and his ability to support. But clearly after marriage, these three issues become a lot more apparent and much more tangible. For the sister who isn't married, she doesn't really know the characteristics of her fiancé as a husband yet. But after that nikah takes place and after they're living together, then yes, of course, she truly is able to identify, does he pray five times a day? I'm, I'm with him all the time. Does he have good manners? From a financial perspective, the financial struggles that a person might feel, the wife feels that straight away. She's the first person who's able to identify what is actually happening and going on in the house. Um, So inshallah, in this episode, we'll really break down um, those issues. But then obviously, this is a relationship. So on top of the religiousness and the manners and finances, there are certain sense of compatibility that should be found between this couple Um, intimacy, emotions, these are all things that, of course, are extremely important in a marriage and will help a woman identify, is her husband falling short or is this just something that she's lacking in her view towards him? The first part of call for identifying the responsibilities of the husband are, of course, as everything in the religion, the starting point is the Quran. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in ayah 19 of Surah An-Nisa' wa'ashiroo bil ma'roof. Live with them, be with them, treat them well bil ma'roof in a good way, in a way that is known as good amongst the people. So this is the bare bones basics of what the husband is required to do is to live in a good way with his wife, be good to his wife, because at the end of the day, she's a Muslim. She's a human. So the basic responsibilities that each person has towards the any other person in the world, to not be unjust to them, to not swear at them, to not hit them, to just because she's his wife, this doesn't change she still has the basic rights towards him that any human does to be treated well. Now, after that, when we talk about specifically now, because she is his wife, what responsibilities does he have? Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah At-Talaq in Ayah 6, and meaning that the husband spends on his wife, um, and if she's pregnant, then he spends on her until she delivers that child. Um, and there's definitely rules of fiqh with regards to this in terms of uh, did they get divorced during pregnancy and things like that. But as a basic, the husband is required to spend on his wife what's known as the obligatory support. Um, so this is to provide for her a place to stay. Um as is known among the community, as is the norm for people of her social status, to provide her with food for that day and to provide her with clothing for that season. So it's not a requirement for the husband to buy her the nicest of cars and the nicest of handbags and all of these types of things. When we talk about The obligatory support, what is compulsory on him, is for her to have somewhere to live, for her to have food that day. It doesn't mean that he's obligated to go to the shop and bring her shopping for the next month to stock all of the cupboards and the pantry and the refrigerator. And no, he brings her food for that day. Now, it is... There's a difference amongst the scholars, whether it's her responsibility to prepare the food or his responsibility to prepare the food. But in any case, he brings it to her in a way that she can use it. So he doesn't bring her, for example, grains of wheat if it's not in their norm in their society to eat grains of wheat. He would either bring it in a way that she can make bread with it, or he would bring her rice in a way that she can eat it that way something that she satisfies herself with and also what is eaten with that so it's not just that he brings her a couple slices of bread and says okay well this is my obligatory my obligatory support towards you no he brings her what normally people of her status people in that society eat with their common food so whether it's a bit of meat and some sauce to go on the rice some vegetables on the side it it depends on that society But this is what he's obligated. He's not obligated to take her out for meals and take her to the nicest restaurant and all of these types of things. And it's important to identify that for later on when we discuss, is he actually falling short? And in terms of the clothes, the husband is obligated to provide his wife with clothes for each season. So he buys her an outfit in the summer that is suitable for the summertime and he buys her an outfit for the winter that's suitable for the winter time and this takes place every season so it's not that three years ago he bought her a dress and yeah the dress is still fine so she can use it she can still wear it and all each season he provides her with a set of clothes that are suitable for her now this doesn't mean that she goes online and finds the nicest couture abaya and the most expensive silk hijab no it's what he chooses, what he buys for her, as long as it's something suitable for a woman of her social status. And these obligations fall on the husband so long as the woman upholds her responsibilities in the relationship. So if the woman denies the husband rights that he has towards her, or she harms him severely in such a way that she's classed as what is called Nashis, these obligations no longer are on the shoulders of the husband. So if one day she denies him access to her, he's not obligated to provide her with her food. He's not obligated to provide her with the clothes for that season. So it is very important for all of us to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the husband rights and responsibilities, and gave the wife rights and responsibilities for those to work together in unison. It's not that one of the spouses drops all of their responsibilities and doesn't fulfill them and expects the other spouse to fulfill all of theirs. Both spouses need to work in unison and following the rules of the religion for there to be success in their marriage. What if my husband isn't able to provide my basic needs, so I provide for myself, does that change any of his rights that he has on me? So a very good question. If the husband is unable to provide for his wife, and that is why she provides for herself, then the husband has taken on a role that he is not able to carry. It's not recommended for the man who cannot financially support his wife to get married. So usually we hear in the religion, oh, it's sunnah so to get married and fulfill half your by getting married. And with regards to the man, if he cannot fulfill this basic support of a wife, then he shouldn't get married. If circumstances change in such a way that, okay, he has a wife, but he's now gone poor, he can't afford her rent. He can't afford food for her that day. So she steps in and and she takes care of herself. In this situation, it would depend on what the understanding between those spouses is. If the wife demands her rights to be fulfilled, of being supported, in that she doesn't pardon him, she doesn't forgive him for that, he's obligated to support her. So if he doesn't carry his half, she's not obligated to carry her half. So if she demands those rights from her husband, she tells her husband, I need to eat today. Bring me food today. You have to find somewhere for me to live. I'm your wife. And he doesn't fulfill that. Either because he's unable to or he chooses not to, then yes, her, her responsibility towards him falls. She's not obligated to give herself to him. She's, if it's not his house that she's living in, he can't tell her when to come and go. If that's her house, then she leaves as she wishes and she comes when she wishes. But in following the rules of the religion, there is a wisdom. So the marital agreement from a financial perspective always should be in accordance with the rules of the religion. It shouldn't be that people are finding themselves in a situation where this one's not fulfilling his rights, so I'm not fulfilling my rights, and she's not doing this, and she's not. It should be that each of them is fulfilling the responsibilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed on them and satisfying the rights of the other because everything works in unison that way. So my question was, um, how do we get the husband more involved in household chores and looking after the child when the wife is exhausted without nagging or moaning at him? The answer to this question reverts back again to what are the basic responsibilities of this husband? He's obligated to provide her a place to live, food, and clothes, and he's obligated to manage the affairs of the children um in terms of providing them their support as well now when it comes to what happens in the house in terms of the dishes and the laundry and the vacuuming and all of these types of things there's nothing clearly in the religion that specifies she's obligated to do the cooking but he's obligated to do the washing up or she's obligated to do the vacuuming and he does sweep that comes under how that family works and these types of issues more so come from the angle of being good to the spouse and treating the spouse well and doing extras for the sake of Allah to please that spouse than they do from the angle of where's this black and white line. So in terms of chores That would really come down to what the expectations of that household are. What are are the expectations? If it's the case that the woman wants for her husband to help with the cooking, but every time he goes in the kitchen, she steps in, you're cutting the onion wrong. You don't know how to do that. No, you shouldn't put that much spices. Oh, this is too salty. Oh, you don't know how to make this. He's not going to try again. She should encourage him. And if he tries, then she's thankful. Alhamdulillah, she didn't have to go stand over that stove that day. So a lot of this comes down to how the woman deals with her husband in these matters. And it's important for us to reflect and think we can't actually force anybody to do anything. There might be a pile of dirty laundry in that basket and people walk by it every single day for a week and not do anything about it. It's about how we deal with each other to help guide those people in in our life. So whether it's our husband or our children or, or anyone that we're really dealing with, how do we guide them to treat us how we want to be treated? Because if you think about it, most of the time, husbands are coming from families where they were served. They weren't responsible for looking after somebody else many times they weren't responsible for looking after their own affairs their own cooking and their own laundry and, and these types of things so it is the case that they're at a stage in life where this is something new that they need to learn and if we identify okay this person has never really had to do dishes before this person has never really had to recognize when the carpet is so dirty that it needs to get vacuumed so gently the wife may ask, "Oh, do, do you mind if you vacuum up right now while I finish cleaning in the kitchen or let's go downstairs together and we'll cook together while not degrading him for not knowing? I've seen many people where the husband will try to participate in, for example, changing a baby's nappy or diaper, anything like that. And the first thing she says is, oh, you don't know how to do this. You're doing it wrong. You put it too tight. You do-. He's never going to try again. He's never going to try again. It's way easy for him to just sit back and not do anything. So when the husband does put effort with helping out around the house, for example, if this is something that's not normal for him, thank him for that. Encourage him for that. Let him know how much easier that made your situation and your life. And do extra things that you know please him because your time has been freed up. So it might be the case that usually when you go to work yourself, come home and deal with the kid's homework, cook dinner, clean up after dinner, you're tired. You don't have energy to spend time with your husband. You don't have energy to make yourself beautiful before you you meet him in the bedroom. But if it's the case that he did the dishes, then you have a bit of extra time. Let him see. That when he helps out, there's a definite tangible benefit that he'll see in addition to, inshallah, the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he'll get. Many of us, because the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not, we don't witness it immediately. We respond better to immediate results. We're the same way. When we, when we make food that's really good and our husbands say, wow, mashallah, that food was really good, or, or we notice that they take a second helping at dinner, that makes us feel a certain way. We, we notice that, okay, they like this. Even though initially we may have done it for the sake of Allah, we might cook that food another time in a week because we notice that they appreciated it and they liked it. So there's no reason to think that the husband is any different. When he helps out around the house, it's something that we should encourage him to do, thank him for doing it, and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise his rank for that. The husband should also be reminded about the Prophet alayhi who was the best example for husbands in how to deal in the house and how to treat their wives and their families. The Prophet alayhi he used to milk the sheep. He used to patch his own clothes. He used to fix his own sandals. He would deal in the house without any shame. Many men nowadays, unfortunately, they think it's only a woman's job to do that. I'm not manly if I wash the dishes. I'm not manly if I help my wife in the house. This is a complete, it's, it's a wrong viewpoint. The Prophet والسلام, mentioned in the hadith, الناس, That the strong person isn't the one who overpowers other people. He's not the one who orders people do this and do that and people are scared to do anything in front of him. Rather the strong person, the religiously strong person is the one who overcomes his own self and his own desires and his own weaknesses. So if a person finds within themselves a huge difficulty to wash dishes, a huge difficulty to help his wife, why? Why? Well, what is it in his self that makes him feel that way? Is it a sense of arrogance? Is it a sense of... Worthiness that he's he's worth more than this. If that's the case, the person needs to fix themselves. They need to look at themselves and realize that this is a massive opportunity for reward. First, because they're helping their wife, and to help a Muslim is a good deed. The Prophet والسلام, mentioned, "Allahu That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports and aids the person as long as he helps his Muslim brother or sister. So that's one avenue for reward. But also if he notices a hardship in his self, then this is an opportunity for him to seek reward by fixing that. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an, nafsala النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ soo." that the nafs, the person's natural desires and inclinations, usually leads towards what's bad. So if his nafs and his inclinations and desires leans towards not helping another Muslim, this isn't something that's good. So from the perspective of fixing his own nafs, he should make the intention to help his wife. For the sake of Allah, of course. How to make sure you are compatible before marriage. Um, so I doubted whether to put this question in the episode about what to look for in a husband or in the episode um, about a husband. And I chose to put this question in an episode about a husband because questions about compatibility usually come up after people are married. That initial stage when you're looking to marry somebody and you're there's just butterflies everywhere and you're just so excited and you can't wait everything just seems great it seems like every conversation you have you're on the same page everything's just as they say hunky dory no issues but later into the marriage you may start to realize actually the things that i'm really interested in He's not really interested in the things that make me excited. He honestly couldn't care any less about. So if we use kind of tangible examples, for example, you might find that women are, are enthralled by baking and he likes to eat, but he doesn't want to watch about baking on TV or he loves to play the PlayStation. His Xbox, he can stay on there all day. And she she doesn't care. Or he wants to go play footy with his friends all the time, wants to go play football, wants to go play snooker. And she, she just literally couldn't care any less about these types of things. From an Islamic perspective, this is not compatibility. Both of you liking to bake, or both of you liking to go for walks, or both of you liking to watch... A certain show on TV, this is not religious compatibility. Religious compatibility is that you both share the same aqidah. You both share the understanding that it's important to fulfill your obligations and to leave out sins. You both understand that it's important for you to continue learning about your religion and to stay learning about your religion until the day that you die. You both understand and are in agreement with what it means to respect your parents that's him respecting his parents and you respecting your parents the what it means to want children and raise children these are the real issues of compatibility that if they are not sound it's very difficult for the marriage to survive so when questioning am i actually compatible with my husband do we actually have Anything in common, these are the types of questions that should be asked. Too often, you find that people nowadays are looking to get divorced. And the reasons why they say these types of things are, I wanted this type of kitchen and he didn't want that type of kitchen. Or I wanted to live in this type of house and he didn't want to live in that type of house. This is not a religious reason To split a marriage, if the main basic foundations of compatibility are sound, find a friend to go hiking with, find a friend to bake with, go over your sister's house and watch the cooking channel all day long. Your husband is not somebody who ticks off every single box of physical, emotional, financial satisfaction for all aspects of your life. Many people will say, my husband's my best friend. My husband's my everything. That's a big weight to put on his shoulders. He has one role. His role is your husband. He's not your mom. He's not your dad. He's not your brother. He's not your best friend. He's not your schoolmate. Those are all other people. And we should be perfectly fine to seek satisfaction through relationships with other people and when we drop this expectation from our husband and identify okay he's my husband these are the needs of mine that he's supposed to satisfy is he satisfying those needs if he is great he's a great husband once we keep adding on to the expectations after expectations after expectations Then surely nobody's going to meet those expectations. You don't expect your brother to satisfy the role of your husband. You don't accept your mom to fulfill the emotional satisfaction of your husband. So, why is it that when it comes to the husband, many times it's as if he's supposed to, to wear so many hats, be so many things to us? No, he's supposed to be the husband. And if he is compatible with us from the religious sense of compatibility, then he's compatible. And the other issues that we might see as big issues, we find fulfillment in those in other aspects of our life. The following piece of advice, although it was sent in response to questions about potential spouses, it's very valuable when it comes to an actual husband. Um, the following sister mentioned this. I think it's important to understand what the man would want from a potential wife. Um, So what what are his expectations of a wife? And also whether he supports um, the woman's goals and dreams. And I also think it's important that the two of them agree on a person, uh, or more than one person, whom they both trust and who they think is knowledgeable. Um, who they can turn to for advice whenever they face an issue and they're not sure how to resolve it. So they both name um, a person that they know is trustworthy and knowledgeable and they can seek advice from them. Many times after getting married, we find that we need to kind of rewind and take things back to the start. That when we agreed to get married and when we were in those very early honeymoon stages, before any real difficulties and hardships face this marriage, we had a certain level of expectations. We had a certain level of understanding and agreed to certain things that maybe now that situations have changed, it's not the same level of understanding. And that's not a problem. Relationships aren't static. You're not the same person now that you were when you got married. You would surely hope that after a year or two years or three years or 10 years that you're not the same person. But those conversations of sitting down with your husband and asking, listen, I really don't know what it is that you expect of me. Whether that's he makes a list of what the most important things are that you do. Or you you go out for dinner, you spend a weekend together with no kids away from everybody and really rewind as if you're back at the beginning of your marriage. Where are we going with this? If the goals and aspirations that you have now are different than the goals and aspirations that you had when you got married, which is very possible and very likely, how does he feel about that? He may have said one thing five years ago but now there's kids in the picture and things change. There's no issue in rewinding and sitting down and setting with your husband a set of expectations and leveling the understanding in the playing field because as we mentioned, many of the problems that arise are due to a lack of understanding of what each other's expectations are. So no, this wasn't a podcast about how to fix my husband or buy him an Xbox and everything will be great. Um, because at the end of the day, we can't change other people. Many times we can find that people's behavior towards us changes when we change our behavior. And I'll repeat the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that was mentioned previously, that there wasn't gentleness in any matter except that it beautified it. So, you usually find that through gentleness with your spouse, you'll get a much better reaction and result than if things are harsh or argumentative, especially when it comes to the husband. Walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.